0: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, the zone. Well, Marley's went from empty to packed. That took about two minutes. But come on down. Buy one, get one free. Breakfast lasts until 11 o'clock. We're right off the freeway. The 1600 exit. You can't miss it. Yacht, this is your old stomping grounds. Am I right? Yep, I grew, up, your,
1: I grew up just a couple miles away from there.
0: This is your backyard. Yeah, Marley's is a family favorite. We love it down there. Absolutely. All right. If you come in right now, we've got jazz gear. We've got some of the gold T-shirts to give away. We've got some of the uh, it looks like there's some of the uh, black T-shirts over there as well. Got uh, ball caps. Got the, uh, got the beanies for you skiers. Oh, you got a golf shirt. That looks nice. A green jazz golf shirt, musical note. That'll be gone shortly. And we got the DJ and PK shirts with the ACDC look classic. Those are listener-made. A listener brought those to us. He had them done up and brought, us, brought them to us at a remote. All right, DJ and PK at 97.5 at 1280 Zone. Stop by. They're also giving away tickets to see the Salt Lake City Stars play the Oklahoma City Blues Saturday, Fe- February 1st. Believe it or not, that's tomorrow. Today is the end of January. We're shutting her down. This is it. January ends right now, right here can't believe it. January's gone. Where'd the month go? It was a pretty good month for the Jazz, but it has ended on a sour note with three straight losses. The Jazz beaten in Denver. And uh, as PK was just saying, it's time to dial up the old Jerry Sloanism, see what these guys are made of. And it's going on right now. If you've noticed, there's multiple teams taking hits here. The Clippers got blown out. The uh, Rockets have had their issues, actually, for about three weeks now. And I really think it comes down to how everyone's going to hit these valleys. How deep do they get? How long do the problems go on? Now, there are a bunch of you on... uh, Facebook hitting us up with, the, uh, with your comments after the games, and hey, the schedule's gotten tougher. That's the problem. Well, that's the case, we'll know it, because they got plenty of big games going forward. There are plenty of opportunities to play quality clubs and win or lose, and when you play two teams really close together, often you split them. Jazz are going to see Denver at home, and Denver will be on a back-to-back, and the Jazz will be rested. So all this stuff, it works out over time in the short run. Now, are you lose the Houston game at home? Are they going to bounce back and win there and make sure they split that with Houston? Uh, they've beaten Dallas. Are they going to sweep Dallas when they go down there? Uh, there's tons of questions. What are they going to do? How are they going to finish this break? And watching the NBA for a long time, I've seen teams that go into the break red hot and come out ice cold. And they totally lose their mojo. They They got time to sit around and get all fat and happy and think about how good they are. And it messes with them. And I've also seen teams that go into the break cold and come out red hot. And obviously, they're teams that are just bad and the break doesn't matter. And they're teams that are very good and the break doesn't matter. But... You just gotta you gotta fix it. Donovan had a had a brutal game offensively. Came out and missed nine straight shots. Didn't make one until he got to uh, about four minutes left in the game. I thought they did a good job of taking the easy stuff away from him. He didn't get to the rim. He didn't get that half step on his guy and hit that trademark one handed layup. Uh, Took a lot of even the shot he made was like a contested ten footer, and he got it to go in. So. It's a bad night, and, you know, the, we got comments here. Did the all-star game go to his head? Or, you know, I don't, I don't know what it was. Uh, it was clearly real because that was a brutal night for him. Um, Jeremiah posts, Donovan had a bad night. I sure hope the Jazz aren't going to be the Cowboys in the NBA. Winner, win, lose, or tie, I'm with the Jazz till I die. You can't tie. I think he just wanted to rhyme like a poet. Uh, the Cowboys got off to a great start and then split games and then just kind of disappeared without a trace. Pretty sad year for them. Jordan says it's just one-off night for Donovan, albeit the worst of his career. And we were still in the game at the end, and Clarkson was able to show what he's capable of as a Jazz member. They're going to be better because of this game. You know, that's an interesting thought. When you play as poorly as they played in the Houston loss, you play as poorly as they played in San Antonio, do you get all the way out of it in a moment? You know, you start to play better, but it takes a while to dig yourself out and turn around but they find something with Clarkson, does that make them better? I'll tell you the thing that stuck with me early in this game as they were winning 48-43 at the half. I thought, man, if they win this game and lock Denver up with Mike Conley out, that is going to be, I, I don't know if people will enjoy the win more or be going, Conley, see, I told you so. Which way would it go? Now, we'll never know because all of that vaporized with about four minutes left in the third quarter. Denver just took over. And they went on a 26-6 to run. It may have even gotten worse than that. And they just dominated the game. And it was all them at that point. Um, so I, I don't know how you would have reacted if they had won without, without Conley playing. But i got to admit, I was contemplating that and how the show might go in the morning. Uh, we got another one here from Scott. Scott says, Donovan's being guarded by someone that's 6'7". Usually, that doesn't affect him. He has had to face tall guys. That is one of the first adjustments coaches make. Put a bigger guy on him and see how he handles it. And he usually does handle that. So I I hesitate to say that's that's the problem. It's not like that's the first time he's seen a, a taller, longer defender on him. DeZero says, too many turnovers and quick contested shots. Donovan had a bad night. It happens. they got to regroup for Portland and resolve the Conley puzzle. Yes, the Conley puzzle has to be resolved. I don't know that it needs to be resolved in one night. We'll see if he plays and how much he plays and let all of that play out. Uh... Defensively, they got to be better. You know, the 60-point halves, 120-point games are killing them. And the first half going to locker room at 48-43, I thought, all right, they got mad. They're, they're furious with themselves. They're bringing more energy. I don't need people tweeting at me after every individual position when a guy gets beat. <laughs> See, he can't defend. Okay, it's the NBA. Everybody gets beat. Even teams that suck score 80 points. Which means 40 times somebody got beat. So it happens. You've got to put it behind you. Now, if it happens over and over and over, then, then we get to something. But, man. <laughs> Rough crowd. I will say that the turnovers were were brutal early on. I thought they reined them in a little later. Uh, the first quarter, it seemed like they either hit a three pointer or turned the ball over. It seemed like that was the the only two options for that Jazz offense early in the game. They ended up shooting forty six percent from three, which is you know, an excellent number. Seventeen of thirty seven. It's a high volume lock always talks about, and it's also uh, it's a good percentage. So I thought that was. That was fine. That was rock solid. There were no issues there. 16 turnovers is a little high, uh, but not brutal. I think you're going to have you know, 12 to 13 turnovers no matter what. So even though the turnovers were coming fast and furious in the first quarter, I thought over the course of the game they got that under control. Chandler says, even when the Jazz were shooting well... We never pulled away. It looks like we're tired. Well, second night of a back to back at five thousand feet. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you end up looking a little tired. And I don't think tired is always physical either. I think there's a mental thing and you're you're losing and you wanna turn it around and you're really you, you can burn a lot of energy. I mean, you know how you are in your own life. You can stress, you can you can burn a lot of energy getting stressed and really trying hard to do something, even though it's just forty eight minutes of basketball, not all forty eight minutes are uh, are built the same way. All right, time to bring in David Locke now. David Locke joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. David, good morning. Good morning, DJ. How are you? Great. Just fielding a lot of uh, social media from jazz fans who are perplexed, jazz fans who are confused, jazz fans who are saddened and depressed. You have anything to offer all those people?
2: Um, I don't really know what happened with twenty-seven to one run. Actually, I was going to go back and watch it. Haven't gotten to it. Um, probably was going to do that today on the plane, or uh, was hoping to do it beforehand, but didn't didn't get there. Um, so, if you have any insight of, I mean, I was calling it. Um, so I don't. Sometimes when you're calling it, I mean, you realize it's going on, but you don't really realize why. So. If you have any insight you want to share with me of what you think happened during the 27-1 to run, I'd be curious.
0: I'd have to go back and look at it to make sure, but I thought there was a big chunk of this, of that game where the Jazz were red hot from the perimeter. Red hot. I didn't think they got a lot going. I didn't think they got a lot of easy baskets going to the rim. I think that's one of the reasons Donovan sh- uh, shot 0-9 for 9 to start the game before he hit a bucket with like four minutes to go. It looked like, although they were shooting it really well, they weren't making easy shots, and it's hard to make difficult shots for 48 straight minutes. And then at the other end of the floor, the Nuggets got red hot, and there's always that, you know, they're always in transition, so it's easier for them to play offense, and you're always taking the ball out of the net, so it's harder for you on offense. And sometimes you just have to find a way to stop that go to the hoop, get a foul, stop the momentum of the thing and obviously when you give up a run like that, you didn't stop the momentum of the thing.
2: I do recall um at one point kind of jotting down the three point shooting and I think we were at 50 and there at 22% and anytime I see that, I'm always like, "Uh-oh, oh, something's going to swing." Um and I so I think that happened a little bit um at that point. Uh Tory Craig was great. Tory Craig is was really great um denver's a nice job developing him he's big he's strong he's, he, he looked mammoth when he was guarding donovan um and then he did enough other things that he wasn't you know just limited out on the floor he's he's their version of royce o'neal um but at this point in his career um seems to have a little bit more uh to his game Uh, or at least did last night than Royce Royce offers when now Royce is also on the floor with four scorers. So uh, maybe Royce will show that at some point. But I thought Torrey Craig was great.
0: Got any reason for the defensive numbers? Uh, Obviously, they gave up 43 points in the first half, and you're thinking, wow, they're dialed back in on defense. Even if the Nuggets heat up a little bit, uh, this this has put them in a really good place, giving up 43 points. And Donovan hadn't scored yet, I thought, but to your point, that whenever there's an outlier in the middle of a game, Pace Mannion just beat this into the ground. The five years I was doing pre-half and post with him, he would see exactly what you said, where there'd be numbers that are an outlier, and then he'd look at the score. And he'd say, wow, you've shut Donovan Mitchell out, and you're behind by five points. You're in trouble. And I was surprised that that didn't play out in the second
2: half. Um. Yeah, I was too. Uh, Torrey Craig was great. So and um, Donovan, I don't know what's going on. Donovan went back to the locker room twice against the Spurs, and I think once or twice last night. So now is he going all the way back to the locker room. Is he, and I maybe TV sh- showed this, or he's just getting on a bike. I, I don't, don't know. He got hit. He got hit on the hip. Uh, early in that Spurs game, really, really significantly, and then went back, went back, went back. I don't know if it's all the way to the locker room or just to the back. So um, there might be something physical going on there. Jazz are getting ready it's to ins- go to – It's interesting last night, I mean, I do think – I mean, this is the weird aspect of things. If Jamal Murray and Gary Harris are healthy, Tory Torrey Craig's playing, what, far less? Isn't it funny how that's going to work this week? Like, the, you know, if Lamarcus Aldridge is healthy, then DeMar DeRozan doesn't have nearly as much floor space to work with. If um, You know, I, you know, it doesn't mean that we, you don't still lose or that those guys aren't really good and bring something else to the table. But it's been interesting how um, the aspect of the injuries that the Jazz have faced, which is disconcerting that you've lost three straight games to teams that are losing marquee, missing marquee players. Um, But there's an aspect to the marquee players that we're missing. Actually, we're all kind of players that we handle. Um, And then these kind of strange hybrid lineups um, that teams are forced to put out there right now are things that we struggle with. So...
0: If I'm Denver, should I be worried that I'm missing this many guys and playing well? Is it going to be an issue when guys come back A battle for minutes? Guys felt like they earned minutes and went to the bench? Because I got a tip of the hat here to Denver. They've had a lot of guys out, and it's not like they've won every night, but I think they've won a pretty good percentage of them. And, and if this were the Jazz and we are missing this many guys, we would be beating into the ground and talking
2: about it forever. Yeah, they're the number two seed in the West, and They've missed Millsap for ten games and Jamal Murray for seven, I think, and Gary Harris for um, a few. Um, the the only reason I'd be concerned is that Jamal Murray, who is predominantly an offensive player, is not particularly efficient offensively. And you know, you're suddenly without him and seem to be as efficient offensively. That would be a little disconcerting. i just paid him the max money, um, and I. And I think the dance they have is that Grant's now much better than Paul. Um, you know, Paul's in his, whatever, 15th year. Um, so I think that's a little bit of the dance that they're going to have to play is that um, I don't know how they're going to deal with it, but Jeremy Grant's been really good. He's shot 44% from three of his last 10 games. Um, and, it's, and it, you know, brings a lot to the table. So that's that will be delicate because I think, Grant is now better than Paul
0: Mills Hm. Mm. Jazz are going to Portland. Portland's going back-to-back. They're playing the Lakers in L.A. We just saw the Clippers in the first game since Kobe's death, and, and they just got worked at home. What kind of emotion is Portland going to be in facing tonight in L.A.? Because now it's the Lakers, and and then they got to go back-to-back against the Jazz. How do you think that all plays out, or can that even be predicted?
2: Well, I don't know, but I, I thought this was interesting – I was talking to a mental health specialist about um, like what are these guys going through? Um, and they actually referenced it to be comparable to nine eleven. And they didn't mean you know the tragedy's equal, right? Okay? So let's make sure we put that. But their point was that on nine eleven the coverage was so endless hmm. that you couldn't get away from it if you were, you know, and then. Uh, from a mental health standpoint, you actually don't know at that point whether you've been triggered and whether something is, you know, really literally been altered in your brain, or you know whether you're having depression or whether you're having some impact from uh, this tragedy that's, that's impacted your mental health um, because of the continuous coverage, and it, it just wears in a, in a way that nine eleven. That was just comparison with the nine eleven. And so um, I I think there's a lingering impact on these players here. Um, And I thought Paul George's post-game press conference um, was really interesting. I'm not – there's certain players who I think just talk and they just say words. And they don't usually have a lot of gravity to them. And I usually put Paul George in that category. But I thought whether he realized what he was saying or not would be – to be clear but um, I, it was interesting last night to hear him talk about you know we'll forever know it every single time we ever walk in this building like I, it'll impact us every time like I think that's probably true and I think that's respectful but it's also heavy right like you know if every single time you're walking into the Staples Center it's hitting you again that's that's a big impact so I don't know what I'm talking about in regards to what that impact is or how that impacts one's mental health. But um, certainly, you know, there's coping mechanisms that people have, and one is compartmentalized and others denial, whether those are entirely healthy or not are not clear to me. But, you know, this this is one where they're not going to be able to do that. I thought that was just an interesting topic. Can I share an experience with you last night? Sure. So I had a really, really close friend in town uh, from Seattle who came to the game, and we went out for ramen last night. Uh, and Because late night ramen's You know Good for my waistline um, But it's my favorite thing in the world So um And we were at this really Really cool spot That had this upstairs And there were like Four tables upstairs And he and I were there And the officials Came in So they, when they finished their meal We actually talked to them For like 45 minutes And it was So fascinating um, The level of detail they go to The preparation they put in how much they watched the game to watch other officials. They were all into the Indiana-Philadelphia play from the night before, or uh, Chicago-Indiana play from the night before, where Zach Levine clearly got fouled, and they were talking about how, you know, what had happened, that the rotation of the floor had happened this way, the officials' positioning. And um, it was really a fascinating conversation to the level of detail, the work these guys are putting in. You know, a little bit of the, us, either it's us or People Magazine, they're just like us. Um, Eric Lewis was there, as a long-time veteran NBA official. Um, <laughs> I asked him about, um, you know, interacting with coaches and when you can, like, blow a whistle when a coach is yelling at you versus not because you don't want them to, you're, then they'll be on you for 36, you know, for the rest of the night. Um, I, I, I talked to him about... Um, the different, you know, positioning places they have on the floor that they're watching, and we were interesting. We talked about a call and Natalie Sego made against us the other night, um, which I think she was right. It was just unique because she was at the baseline and the call was top of the key. And I thought it was interesting because one of the officials goes, oh, Guthrie made that call um, in the NBA Finals, and one of the other officials goes, yeah, that was his first NBA Finals game. And it was, like, so incredible to me that, like, here's this play I talk about. They then bring up an example of it. They've studied it clearly, so clearly. And then they know the context for the app, for the official. I thought, I don't know if it's coming across correctly, but I thought it was a really interesting uh, night to just to level these guys put in, how, how hard they're working at their job. And, you know, they, I'm sure they have bad nights and, you know, we don't like them much, but um, it was a, it was an interesting night.
0: Yeah, I'd be interested to talk to him about refereeing Jokic because watching that game, he does what Booner always preaches. You know how to use your body. Know how to use your body to create space. And he's got to be hard to referee because there's so much contact. And, boy, letter of the law, you could probably call him for 15 offensive fouls, and obviously nobody does. He is crafty. At a young age, he, he knows a lot. <laughs> he is really good. Oh, and he's mammoth. All right, David, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us. We'll hear you Saturday night in Portland. Talk to you soon. All right, Radio Voice of Utah Jazz, David Locke joining us. Also joining us from Marley's Gourmet Restaurant, the Sliders that you know and love. Nico is here. Breakfast is underway. Buy one, get one
3: free. We're slinging burritos. Yeah? Oh, man. You just got hit with a rush. They were like, did one van of guys I just I think so. I just dropped them off and said, get some breakfast. Yeah. People are grabbing one now, eating it, and then they're taking their, their free one for them to go. And I don't know if they're having it for lunch or maybe they're shy and eating the second one in the car. I mean, no shame here. I'm not judging you. For sure I'm not judging You can have both burritos right now. You can stop
0: by. We're at the Utah County location. There's obviously one in, uh, in Salt Lake, 114 South, 3561 West, in South Jordan. We're right off of I-15, just west of the freeway, the 1600 exit in Utah County. And you opened early for us this morning. We Thank sure did. You. Thank yeah, you. Thanks for having us. Breakfast normally from 8 to 11. Today it was 7 to 11. And so stop by and you can order. Drive through going well? You bet it is. Sweet. Buy one, get one free on any breakfast item. And if you come inside, we can't help you the drive through window with this, but if you come inside, what's your favorite jazz gear?
3: I loved the, the city jersey last year, and I'm glad they ran it again. Yeah. So this T-shirt here with the, with the yellow and red is kind of goldish mm-hmm. color and red. Love that. We got a bunch of Marley swag out, too, for you. So. Oh, man, the DJ and PK. That's DJ and PK with the definite I I,
0: AC/DC feel. I to don't it. know
3: if you can say that on the air. I wasn't going to because I don't know the laws, but yes, I so, love it with the can. This is uh, this was made by a
0: listener. Okay, he did it. He designed it. He paid for it. He got it all done. He showed up at a remote. Weren't we up in Davis County? Yeah, we were at the Chevy dealer. We are at the Chevy dealer up there, right. Dang. And, Dedication. Uh, That's yeah, a true thing. Yeah, he showed up, and, he, and with a bunch of them, and Johnny keeps them and then hauls them out for our remote. whenever we're Around awesome. on the road. I love that. So you got a chance. If you, if you like ACDC and listen to the show, you have to have the shirt. You I mean do. There's no way That's around it. it. So, I actually thought it was an ACDC shirt at first. Yeah. All right, we'll stop by Marley's just off the freeway, Utah County, 1600 South Exit. Breakfast till 11 o'clock, and then you swing into lunch mode. Yes, sir. Nice. I was in here uh, as recently as yesterday for lunch. (laughs) (laughs) There's no shame. I recommend the fajita slider. That's my thing. And then I usually have two sliders when I come. And I come in, I see guys with three. And I'm like, again, not judging. Sure. I just don't think I could do it. Yeah, I did two. I usually two get the fajita. And then I pick one of the other ones. I've done the pastrami. It's good. I did the Lex yesterday. Can't go wrong with the classic. That's True. why it's the classic. You bet. All right, thanks for having us down here. Thanks, guys. All right, stop by, grab breakfast, grab some jazz gear. You want a T-shirt, you want a hat, you want a beanie, you want a DJ and PK shirt, whatever. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. All right, the Super Bowl. What a story for Andy Reid. He's been chasing the big prize for a long time. Is the former BYU guy about to get the trophy? Well,
1: I think... Anybody who's associated with BYU football from a coaching standpoint is passionately rooting for Andy because they say Andy, his guy, his coaching guy was Lavelle Edwards. And Lavelle Edwards obviously is revered around here for very good reasons and they say, I've spoken to guys who say, not, I have no relationship with Andy. And I know Whittingham does. got his son a job on the staff. Um, and so I've spoken to Kyle about Andy. But the coaches, longtime coaches like Lance Reynolds and those guys at BYU.
0: They all revere Andy. Yes, because
1: yeah. of, they say he is the spitting image of Lavelle in the way he runs a program, the way he's in charge, his demeanor, all those types of things. So the folks that I know who know him, I think they're all passionately rooting for Andy. And I don't know if he needs to get that monkey off his back. I personally don't think he does. I know he wants to win it, obviously. But I never believed that coaching
0: should be judged on titles. It's two separate things, though. Number one, you're totally right. Coaching is not judged on titles. I think it is, though. I think it is. That's what uh, I'm saying. Only only to a point. There was no backlash. Bill Jackson's backlash. all that. Bill Belichick's all that. Why sure. are those guys all that? Sure. Because they won. Right. But there was zero backlash to Jerry Sloan going in the hall and he never won a championship. And there was zero backlash. Everybody thought Jerry should go in. Two not different just things, in though. But they don't, That's that, what I said. That's but what they literally don't put Jerry
1: Sloan in the list of great, the greatest coaches, which I think is an injustice because, and I'm here day to day, and I actually love Jerry, All and right. I am 100% biased. But I think the greatness of watching him run a professional program the way he did for 22 years, I don't know that Phil Jackson could have done that. I don't know that... Whomever, Who do you think? Red Allback. Right. Who do you think is all that in basketball? Popovich. Maybe Popovich is a bad example. But the way Jerry did his program, and I use program in the collegiate sense, uh, was sensational. But yet, I don't think he gets his due as belonging on the list of greatest coaches. And I think that's an injustice. I absolutely do. I think, And I do think that titles there's a separation there's like a line drawn down the hall
0: yes that's true and i don't think there should be okay so to that point you can have a beef but i'm i'm still saying people recognize jerry you go, you, oh, to no the Hall doubt, no doubt. And then that speech, people wanted nationally, people wanted to know who he was, made it, him tick. He's sitting there talking about, or standing there, you know, talking about or walking down the, the dirt road to school and. You know, the, the, so small that it was co-ed basketball in elementary because there weren't enough kids <laughs> to play any other way. And, uh, and I mean, he just held that place in the palm of his hand. They were listening to every you sure word. you tell
1: me Jerry ran over a fifth-grade girl on the way to
0: the hoop? Hey, but, that's a block! Get up! Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's weak! He did say it that, and some of them were better players than me. He did acknowledge that. It's oh, in his speech a yeah, while. But it he online. was
1: self deprecating yeah, all was. the time. He, he always downplayed. I remember one time I asked him a question. We're sit we're sitting on the bench uh in the arena and I asked him something about being a being a champion, and he said, How would I know? I've never been one and Man, I looked at him I'm like, come What on, are you talking about?
3: Come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I think he wanted that moment that, you know, is right for sure. there yeah. for Andy Reid to grab after, you know, three hours in Miami. I get it. Hold yeah. that trophy up. Get of course. It. Got of course to the you won.
1: Of course you do. There's no right. doubt about it.
0: Yeah. But well, I don't
1: think it need I don't think Andy Reed needs validation. Even though if he wins, everybody's gonna give it to him. Right. And he's in terms of validation, he's gonna be the number one story for KC. Nobody else, nobody needs validation in that entire organization except Andy Reid. Can you think of anybody? Mahomes is just barely getting started, so obviously he doesn't. Uh, Travis Kelsey? No. Uh, who who needs it? Daniel Sorensen?
0: No. <laughs> Daniel Sorensen. <laughs> they, they opened the broadcast, Joe Buck. The big storyline. <laughs> Redemption for Daniel Sorensen. But it'll be a storyline un- for Andy Reid. It un- seems unlikely.
1: And there's really nobody... On either side, uh, Shanahan. No yes. redemption.
0: Yes, for the play calling and blowing the twenty-eight to three lead. No, if the Niners win it, they'll be no, redemption. No, no,
1: barely. I'll give you barely because that was all about Brady and the comeback. It's just a side note. I think you've got to be hardcore to know that Shanahan was the offensive coordinator in that situation. Well, I
0: think you just have to read all the stuff getting written here in the run-up to this game.
1: Yeah, but if he needed so much redemption, why did the Niners give him the job? If
0: it was that bad, they wouldn't have hired yeah, him. You say the same thing. Why did, If Andy Reid needs redemption, why did the Chiefs give him the job? He did a great because job. Because...
1: He is viewed
0: as knocking on the door. He's the Phil they, Mickelson of NFL coaches. They both got their jobs because the franchises were down and they'd done good work leading up to it.
1: Well, Shanahan got it because his dad got him in well, the that, business.
0: That's how he got the start. <laughs> yes, that's how he got the start. But I think later on, despite the fact that they blew that lead against the Patriots, uh, that's a heck of an offense. Uh, I,
1: I think that, yeah, I think that they knew that when they were hiring Kyle, they were also hiring Mike and not having to pay him. Years ago, I bought a house Uh and and there was a young realtor. And my wife said, you're you nervous? He hadn't. Ha- he literally hadn't made a sale. Oh, really? I said, no. His mother owns the company. We're getting her.
0: <laughs> she's
1: in her 50s or 60s, and, she's gonna make sure and he she owns the company. she doesn't want him to mess this <laughs> yes. up. <laughs> yes. So I'm paying him, but really, she's going to be right there.
0: Holding the hand, making, making sure, sure it all it, yeah. goes right. So
1: I think they knew, you're getting Mike into this, too. And Mike's obviously been There's around the block. Thing. Thing
0: about sending him video and all that you read that story
1: Mike said it himself yeah. like, it, that was two weeks ago what are you going to be doing this next week really I'm going to be watching all this Kansas City video yeah yeah yeah, and these guys, they've got their guys. I, I just don't. I, certainly on the level of Andy Reid, the redemption story of Shanahan
0: doesn't hold water. There's a story out there. I retweeted it when they won the NFC title game. It's a story that ESPN.com wrote, talking to everybody around Andy with all the Andy Reid stories. There's a bunch of them, and they're kind of elusive, and people try to track them down. And uh, one of the things that came out of that story that I didn't know was that when he got let go by Philly. Everybody knew it was going to happen, right? It had kind of run its course. They'd had all these good teams. They had a 5-11 and 11 year. They're just going to hit reset. And there were three organizations that had their plane on the tarmac waiting for him when the Eagles touched down. They all wanted to get him. Come visit us first. We'll talk him into signing right then. He'll never get to the others. Well, I know the
1: Cardinals was open at that time.
0: He ended up taking the Chiefs job, you know, but three teams running right for him. Could have been any of them. Yeah. They didn't identify the teams in the story. Well,
1: I know Schefter in one of his you – know, he's done great work. But I remember reading a tweet, it's 90% done, Chiefs – or uh, Andy Reid to the Cardinals. Mm. And it didn't. And now they're on their third coach since the time that Andy Reid was hired by KC. Yeah. And, and he, he's a hall of fame coach. Does he, does he need this? No. Does he want this? Absolutely. And I believe if he gets it and I think he will, and I would like to see it too for his sake, Not so much for his redemption, but going through trouble with children. If you go through trouble with children, it's life altering. It's life altering. It sticks with you every second of the day if you let it. And he obviously has gone through extreme issues with his children and, so I would like to see him get that. And I believe if he gets it, he's and people are going to bring that up to him, I believe he's going to deflect it. It's these guys. It's Mahomes and so forth and so on. It's these guys who got it. I, I think he's going to deflect. I don't think he's going to get caught up in that moment that, wow, I got redemption. Like Steve Young, uh, who was it, the player? Was it Brent Jones? Take the monkey off my Gary, back. It
0: was Gary Plummer.
1: Okay, Gary yeah. Plummer. Take the monkey off my back. I don't think you're going to hear Andy Reid say, take the monkey off my back. Because I think it's more of a player thing anyway. Yeah. I think Steve Young was justified in saying that.
0: Because you're the one actually out there throwing the touchdown or the interception.
1: Yeah. 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 And Steve Young, at that point, it was like, welcome to the club, son. The uh, St. Peter. Is he on ESPN all these
0: years if they don't win that game?
1: It's a good question. Now he he's very articulate,
0: right? Uh, Tim Legler's had a long ESPN career, and he was not he did not have to be the MVP champion, you know, top of the league to lock that down job, lock that job down for however long he's done it. 10, well, twelve years, yeah. Whatever but it is. There's
1: one reason. Well, there's more than one reason, but uh, I think the fact that he's an East Coast guy, East Coast people can talk. Legler's a
0: Philly guy, and and Young's a Connecticut guy. Does that count? Uh, We're in Connecticut? Yeah, but he wasn't a Connecticut guy at the time. But he certainly can
1: talk. My point was going to be with Legler, not to just, just uh, to take away from any of his ability because he does fine. But he's able to get back and forth to the yeah uh, to the campus uh-huh. and still live
0: at home. Yep. So they, you know, Young pe- couldn't have done that right. in San Francisco. They hook people up with studios in their homes now all the time. It's crazy. Right, but he goes. He to, goes on set. You know, yeah, he'll go after a game. Yeah.
1: So he can commute yeah. essentially or, or stay over for a couple of days. But he does a good job. But I don't I don't know that if Steve Young would have got that job. If he wanted it, I think he would have gotten it because I think he's really good. He knows how to talk. We've had him on the show a number of sure. times. Uh but certainly he was welcomed in. He got the monkey off his back. Now that Andy Reid, if he wins, that'll be played up. And I'm okay with it. I just think it's a little overblown. Because if they the point I'm making is if they lose and and Mahomes throws a critical interception. Is that on Reed?
0: Right. And he'll still be sitting on 200 career wins. So He's a great he'll coach. He'll be in the hall recognized for that.
1: He should be. Now, I yeah. want him to win. To I don't care about Casey. I couldn't care less about Casey. Yeah. But I want him to win. And I think most BYU fans, you can speak for yourselves. You can get on our app and tell us here. Uh, are you rooting for the Chiefs because of Andy Reid? There's no Steve Young connection anymore to the Niners.
0: No. It's been too many changes. And he's already got time. his. Yeah. I think the Chiefs uh, are a little bit like the Jazz fan base, honestly. They've waited for a title forever. Now, they do have one, but for a lot of fans, they weren't alive for it, so it doesn't matter. It's 50 years in the rearview mirror. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's what some 65-year-old fan. Four? It was Super Bowl four. Yeah, they beat Minnesota.
1: You just call that like uh, that. I
0: told you about that, that book. There's a Super Bowl book in the orthodontist office. I know the first 10 forward or backwards. So if there get, would have been an automobile book, fuzzy. would you have
1: been able to build a car inside and out?
0: No, I wouldn't have read it. <laughs> <laughs> Sports got my attention from a very age. So young you were age. a nerd even then? Uh, there, okay. If there was a game to be played, watched, or read about it, that was my thing. That was all the book reports. I didn't want to read anything else in the library. It really irritated No wonder why you know
1: nothing about women.
0: See? <laughs> you you read books about women out of the library <laughs> how to treat
1: them yes <laughs> hence the success <laughs> I've had so much success at home
0: with women <laughs> yeah I got it Steve Cleveland on the phone Steve you've had a lot of whoops did that get lost is that in the archive somewhere I deleted it Oh, come on. Not that I know how. I was going to (laughs) say.
1: So I hope Andy wins. He can hoist a trophy. Mahomes is a young, exciting player. He's on the come. He's only going to get better. I can see where you're thinking of the young quarterbacks. You like him. Now, I'm interested to see what these younger, younger guys do coming into the league. Yeah, you know that—that's a great thing about it. Is every year, this quarterback, that quarterback is the greatest, is the hottest. What's Herbert going to do? What's Burrow's going to do? Kyler Murray this year, how good is he going to be? Mm-hmm. You know, is he going to blow up? He right. was so exciting in college.
0: And there's no telling if Mahomes will be the best of them. You know, I think coming in the way he started, he's in the lead. But it's a long career, a lot of stuff can happen.
1: Yeah, that's what's so great about particularly NBA and NFL. They, they got the farm system with the colleges, especially the NFL, because they have to stay three years. Mm-hmm. You know, We're already anticipating Trevor Lawrence. Where's he going to go? What's he going to be like? It's a storyline. Whether you follow the Cardinals or not, watching a Heisman Trophy winner who is undersized, what's he going to be? And mm-hmm. if he gets good, then we're going to be watching the Cardinals all the time. You know, you, you, without you can buy the ticket, obviously, but they're gonna put them on a bunch of Thursdays and Mondays and Sundays if he <laughs> ends up being what you know, obviously the Cardinals hope he is, and and we'll see how that turns out. But it's something that we can enjoy as fans to follow that storyline.
0: All right, we'll see if the Chief fans get their trophy like the uh, Utah Jazz. They got a bunch of loud, loyal fans waiting for a championship, and they uh, they go crazy. Those are their guys, and are they finally gonna do it? Andy Reid gets his title, Mahomes gets his title, and they're off and running.
1: Yeah, I don't know Im- if they're off and running. Immediately but favored I mean, to
0: go back-to-back. Back. Well, yeah. it's football, so off and running. Right. I mean, just getting a second one is a massive accomplishment. Yeah, I
1: don't, I don't, I wouldn't go that far.
0: But who knows? All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Poll question is up at Twitter. David DJ James, check it out. Who's going to win the Super Bowl and why? 66% of you going with the Chiefs. Yuck, your Niners are only getting 34% of the vote, Yuck.
1: That's okay. We like being the underdog.
0: Yeah, one point, right? One and a half now. Oh, well, that changes everything. All right. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Action Plumbing. Call Action Plumbing and get your winter furnace tune-up and safety check for $33 by calling Action Plumbing at 801-833-3333 or go into actionplumbing.net. Take the Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. DJ and PK reminding you to join Scouting Hands on Monday from noon to three at Umami Japanese Barbecue, 568 North Mill Road and Vineyard for great tasting Japanese Barbecue. I'm live in Utah County right now. Stop by Marley's Gourmet Sliders. You know where the big Harley Davidson store is. You can't miss it. Just west of there. Attached to the building. You actually stay indoors. Walk from one to the other if you haven't been here. It's Marley's, and they are serving breakfast until 11, and they, uh, they hit us up with the bottomless French toast today. I've got to tell you, that's dangerous stuff. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. We'll, we'll have Kyler out here. Uh, We've got to talk a little basketball here momentarily. It's the Super Bowl, and we're talking a lot of football, and we're going to do more of that, but we have to talk basketball. Utes, Cougars, Jazz all played last night. I tried to watch them all. They were overlapping. It was difficult. Uh, BYU, obviously the only one that won. I will put up a little uh, a little red flag here, though, something to watch. The Cougars, for the second game in a row, gave up 80 points. I think they're having a good year, and I think the single biggest reason that they are having a better year than they have had in several years, the reason that they are slotted right now to be a 10 seed in the tournament, which I, this could be. We'll have to see how it plays out, because obviously there's still the whole, you know, basically about half a conference season to go here. But they could well have their best seed since Jimmer. Why are they getting their best seed in a decade? I think it's because they're defending better, and it's not even close. However, and you know I love to say that, however, it's my Stephen A. Smith, however, they've given up 80 points two games in a row. And the first one I wrote off, hey, a bench guy. Went off and hit 10 shots in a row, including six three-pointers. He's a bench guy at USF. If he could do that all the time, he'd be in the starting lineup, okay? USF is not six deep with shooters. So it's just one of those things. Guys get hot. I note it, but I largely overlook it. But now it happened a second game, and it happened at home. And I know they were busy scoring 107 points. It took some of the pressure off. I get it. It's not the end of the world. However, they got to stop that. they got to quit giving up 80 points because if they keep doing this and if they keep defending like this, they're not going to the NCAA tournament. They're going to the NIT. And they got too good a thing going with too many seniors to mess it up by deciding, ah, we don't really have to defend at this level. Yeah, you do. That's what's making it happen. For the Utes, the problem is at the other end of the floor. And P.K. hates the young card. Either they're, not, either they're too young or they're not good enough to score in the clutch. And they needed a big basket. They were playing well against USC. They were having a good game. They were up 40-31. to 31. It was low scoring. It was the middle of the second half, and they gave, a 12-0, gave up a 12-0 run. And just a couple of buckets when the other team gets rolling. It can change the game, and they couldn't get it. Now, they did, to their credit. They scrapped back, and they had the lead with a minute to go, and they gave up a 6-0 run. The other guys score on three possessions. You don't score on any. It's hard to get a big bucket in the clutch on the road. I get it, and they're just – either they're too young or they're not good enough for both. UCLA, though, not as good as USC. Check the standings. You'll see it. They're a 500 team. Sunday at one, the Utes will try again. and See if they can get a road win there. And for the Jazz – Holy cow, that all unraveled. I was feeling pretty good about that game in the middle of the third quarter. And no, I cannot explain how Donovan Mitchell ended up with four points other than say it's one of those nights. It was weird. You know what's not weird? The French toast. Kyler is here. Kyler, you just served us up the French toast. And, well, you know, actions speak louder than words, and there's no French toast left. I mean, I can say whatever I want, but there's no French toast left.
3: That's right. Come eat your sorrows away after that jazz game last night. You can recover from that, and, you know, it it put a smile back on our faces after we ate that French toast this morning.
0: We're here at Marley's, and not only do they have the bottomless French toast, uh, we've got jazz gear to give away while it lasts. The beanies are gone. The golf shirts are gone. The baseball caps are still left, and there's a couple different colors and styles of uh, jazz T-shirts
3: that you can still scoop up well and you got to get that DJ and PK shirt he's feeling bad about himself his shirts seem to be the last ones to go in here
0: well <laughs> we have to recognize that the jazz are more popular than just about everything fair, else enough, in fair enough so you know people may want a jazz shirt and it's it is limited to one shirt you can't come up and you know shop for the whole extended family for Christmas in January at Marley's it doesn't work like that but you can come in and pick up
3: one wall supplies last and you have breakfast until 11 and then what Breakfast till 11. It is buy one, get one. So come and grab, you know, buy one, get one on breakfast. And then we switch to lunch. We've got sliders, fries, um, custard milkshakes. Um, we've got the works for lunch there as we well. Dis-
0: we discussed this earlier in the show. I was here yesterday, not as a radio host, but as a, a guy who needed to eat lunch, basically. And uh, I was at the Tom Homo uh, Press conference at BYU, and I was headed back up to the station in Salt Lake, and you know it was eleven fifty when Tom was done, so it was lunchtime when I not. It was lunchtime when I hit the sixteen hundred exit on I fifteen, so I figured exactly why
3: not. I'm fajita guy of the lunch sliders. What is the most popular? So my go to is the handsome Rob. It's got a, Mm. a spicy buffalo sauce on there, some bacon. Um, you can't beat it. That's probably our most popular as well.
0: Really, I go tri-tip, grilled
3: onions, grilled peppers, avocado, and ranch. And that one's one of our big hitters too. So you know, and if you're a chicken fan, I go for um, the spicy chicken. It's called the killer. It's a breaded spicy chicken. Mm. That's one of my go-tos as well.
0: I usually do two sliders. I see people
3: who do one. It's not enough of a meal for me. I see people who do three. I think I need a nap. I'm with you. I'm an I'm an in-between guy. So for you know, I pretty much I work here, so I pretty much eat here every day. I'm a two-slider guy, but, you know, if you're hungrier, you can get three, and, and that's what we like about Marley's. You can kind of mix and, and pick what you like and have a good variety when you come in.
0: All right, Marley's, stop by. You can't miss the Harley-Davidson store because it's bigger than pretty much everything else in uh, in Utah County. That's it's, true. It's massive. You get off at 1,600. It's on the west side of the freeway. Drive until you see the Harley-Davidson store, and, and then Marley's is attached to it right on the west side. You can't miss it. You That's can actually right. don't have to go outdoors. You can walk from one to another indoors or same building. So thanks for having us down this morning. Thanks for coming. All right, buy one, get one free till 11 o'clock. Come on down, grab a breakfast, mention The Zone, and grab yourself some jazz T-shirts, DJ and PK. It's 97.5, 1280 The Zone. The Super Bowl next